0: Hi friends, welcome to another episode of Starting With a Song. I'm your host, Amanda Mazzo, and I am so glad you're joining us today. Since it's the week before Valentine's Day, I wanted to introduce you to a favorite couple of mine. I went to Belmont University with Jeff and Kristen in the early 2000s, but it wasn't until recently that our friendship grew roots. These two combined their generous hearts with an open door that has made a huge impact on my life as well as many others. Here's my conversation with Jeff and Kristen Haney. You good. Hey, yeah. <laughs> He's hey. always down. Yeah, yeah right? right? Down to party, right? <laughs> I like, it. like it. Well, right. um, So answer this question for me because I've been... I'm like, I know they went to Belmont and I knew them, but like we weren't, we're not running in the same circles. We didn't mm-hmm. have classes together. Mm-hmm. And we were both music majors. Were you a
1: music piano? You I was were a, a music major?
2: <laughs> <See>? <laughs> I had no idea. Small school. Yeah, you, you learn something
0: new every right? day. Right. Yeah. So I majored in commercial music. Okay. With an emphasis in music business. I just assumed
2: it was music business.
0: No, no. music. No, right, yeah. Right? I was a voice principal. Awesome. And um played guitar. And oh gosh, I was terrible at piano. I remember <laughs> like in the admissions, <laughs> they looked at my scores and they were like, um, so you placed an advanced piano, <laughs> but you're in like remedial theory. What is happening? <laughs> like, something something's yeah. wrong here. But I could just hear stuff and be like, oh, I can figure out how to play that. Yeah. But and I knew how to read music, but like when it got above, hey, this is C major. Or like, you're like, Oh, like, oh, yeah. no. like what is it? Everybody was like, Oh yes, yeah, Circle of sevenths and like, Ugh, I hated uh, theory. Aug- augmented seventh B flat, blah, blah, blah. I'm like not even I saying hated it correctly. Theory. I had I one was never day good. of music
2: theory, literally <laughs> one day. So was, were
0: you a music major? No.
2: Um, my freshman year of college, I was actually a music major before I transferred to Belmont. Oh. So yeah, I was a music major for a year. So where'd you um, transfer from? I went to SIU Carbondale my freshman year okay. of college. Okay. And then. Was a music major and totally had zero talent in. music. So I was like, I got to get out of here. Uh, day one of music theory, I was like, I got to transfer. Hard pass. I mean, yeah.
0: right? It just blew my mind. And I, I mean, I made it. But yeah. like even getting into um, ear training, Ugh. I don't know if you had to I do I was any never that. good with
1: any of that. Yeah, I was commercial Y'all. piano emphasis in composition and arranging. Okay. And I was just, I was never good at the theory side of it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I liked playing. I could, I can read music. I Mm -hmm. can't like hear it and play it.
0: Uh Um, But yeah. I think you come to Nashville and none of us are from here. Yeah. Right No. So like you come here and you like have these big dreams and you want to be in music and even work somewhere in the music industry. And Mm -hmm. in my sophomore year... I was in classes with these girls that were coming into like our commercial studios and stuff like that. I mean, in the bedazzled oh, jeans gosh. and like their hair's all done. And I'm showing up in scrubs. You that know. was me. Yes. Yep. If I have an 830 class. <laughs> I was in my pajamas <laughs> still half the in my pajamas. Yeah. Right. And so it was this weird shift. Everything that I was even trying out for, like the specialty groups or whatever, yeah. I wasn't making anything. Mm. So I was in women's choir. I was in, yeah. you know, oratorio, like all the stuff you just had to be in. And so then I got really interested in the music industry and I thought, oh, I'm going to have a record label someday. <laughs> yeah. I, I was doing internships. I met a, a close friend of mine and we partnered up. Of course that was, then everything changed too. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, that was right in the middle of like what's happening yeah. in the music yeah, industry. Right. You know, we, we actually don't know how to save it. So, mm-hmm. but it taught me a lot about business in general. Yeah. And I just knew that I wanted to go out on my own, regardless of what I was going to do. I had no idea. but
1: I think going back to when we first met, because you were on the Young Alumni Committee. Yes.
0: So this is what I remembered. Mm -hmm. So we finished college. The Young Alumni Council, I think I was on 2009-ish. I think I was 2010. So yeah. Okay. So it may have crossed over a little bit. Yeah. What year did you come in, Jeff? To
2: To Nashville. Well,
0: yeah, to Nashville. Nashville,
2: 2002.
0: This is explaining it for me because I graduated in 03. So we may have just crossed yeah. Paths, and then you. I was. You were a year after yeah, I graduated in two thousand four. Okay, so I was just thinking. I'm like, I know I knew them. I don't know how I yeah. knew them.
2: I was literally thinking <laughs> that for the last couple of weeks. I was like, how did we? How do we know
0: her? I remember
1: we met at. um Oh, what was that bar on
2: third one, one of perfect. Our, from my first memories of you was past perfect. Yeah. RIP. It is, R-I-P.
0: R-I-P. <laughs> is now
2: FGL house.
0: Yeah. It's the know. FGL store. That was one of our first memory. I
2: don't know what, it was like a Sunday afternoon. So
0: it was the grand opening of the, of the music, music city, city center. center.
2: Was that it? Yeah. yeah. Cause
0: we were, yeah, it was like a big deal. Cause that's why yeah. we were downtown. Mm-hmm. So we have a mutual friend, Sarah. And I, and Sarah was with us. I don't know if she'd come with us to, tour the I think we met Sarah there cuz I remember us walking into Past Perfect and I think it was just Sarah. Yeah, she was there. She was there and then like two other people. Yeah. yeah I do. I remember that's, that day. Yeah. I remember that. that yeah. That was a fun
2: day. That was, that was my that's what was one of my favorite restaurants. I know. It was so good.
0: I know. I Jason and I talk about it. My husband Jason and I talk about it all the time because it was just I mean, and the food was okay, but the space, well, it was good. It was good. Let's be honest. The pita bread and the hummus, like, I'm not going to lie. they artichoke dip. (laughs) That is the one restaurant that
2: I can actually say I had everything on the menu. Oh,
0: gosh. And everything
2: was so good.
0: Every time we go downtown, Jason will go, I used to park there for free. Yeah, yes. (laughs) I feel like I sound so old. Oh, totally. When I tell
1: people, I'm like, oh, I remember in Nashville when there used to be a parking lot behind the Hall
0: of Fame. And And, and the Gulch. Yeah, Yeah. the entire Gulch. I'm, the Sorry. Gulch was just like a dirt lot. Yes, yeah. the Gulch was one, but also Demumbrian, right mm-hmm. where they have, oh, it's yeah. right across from. Um, yeah,
2: where the old Hall of Fame used to be.
0: Is that right? Is that, that where that lot, used to be?
2: Right, I think so, maybe.
0: So I don't know if you guys visited Nashville a lot before you moved. <laughs> I came um, here
2: twice, one to take a tour of Belmont and okay. then once to find an apartment before I moved. Oh my gosh. Uh, So
0: my dad, he had a conference up here, and I remember, because my mom and I were with him, and I remember this was my sophomore year of high school, and my mom just was kind of taking me around. We passed Belmont, stopped off. There's a picture of me on the front lawn. Mm -hmm. You can see the, you know, Belmont mansion in the background, and um, that was it. I applied to the one school. And was like i'm going here and that's the end oh my gosh
1: amanda i only applied to belmont as well Ma, we were down here we were in nashville 96 my mom has a friend in town that's a musician so we drove down to see the olympics in atlanta yeah and then just you know instead of just driving right back we came over to nashville hung out with my mom's friend and like i said she's a musician and mm-hmm. i kind of i was in eighth grade at the time or i wouldn't know i was going in to be a freshman. And uh, I thought I wanted to do music. And so she took me to Belmont and I had a tour. And I was like, I love this place. It's far away from New Jersey. (laughs) (laughs) So I applied and auditioned. And I remember I had another audition at, I think, Shenandoah University in Virginia. Mm -hmm. And my mom called Belmont before, you know, before the internet. Sure, sure. My mom called Belmont and basically said, this is the school she wants to go to. We won't spend the money traveling to this other school. If she already got into Belmont, can you let me know? Yeah. And then they told her yes. And I was like, sweet. Yes. Yeah. So one school,
0: <laughs> what drew you to Belmont, Jeff?
2: Uh, I went out. So my freshman year of college, I always knew I wanted to do music business. Mm-hmm. So my When I was looking for colleges, I just, there was one really close from St. Louis. There's one called SIU Carbondale. They had music business and I was like, sold. That's all I needed. Mm -hmm. Uh, Went to SIU one year and the music business program was in their music school. Mm -hmm. And I, so I did that. Loved my first semester. Then my second semester, I was in music theory. That's when I was (sighs) just like, I can't do this. (laughs) And went back to my dorm room, Googled music business.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Belmont was the first thing that came up, took a tour of it. And I originally wanted to go to USC. Yeah. Uh, so when I took a tour of Belmont, they talked about the Belmont West program. Yes. And that's what sold me. So I took a tour and they talked about Belmont West. And I was like, I can be in Nashville, make my mom happy, but then do LA, uh, kind of get a taste of that. Cause that's kind of where I thought I was going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just came to Belmont and stayed and loved it and. Got my first job out of uh, an internship that yeah. I had at Belmont, and it's been yeah yeah the even you're here. Of history yeah, yeah yeah
0: gosh. So what? I'm I'm curious. Um, I'm always curious with people like their stories, how they got to where they where they are, what you know, what made them. Um, Even come to Nashville in the first place, and knowing that you guys both work in in music in some form now Mm -hmm. in the music industry, what was your childhood like? Do you have any memories of music, like early memories? So I started playing the piano when
1: I was, I think, around six. Mm -hmm. And my mom plays really well, and she sings as well. And my grandfather, my mom's dad, was a church organist. Oh, wow. So I feel like music's just kind of like in our, in our blood mm-hmm. kind of. And on the other side, my dad's mom would play the piano just for fun. You know, no, no one ever did it professionally, but yeah. So I feel like we just always had music around. I just remember my mom either playing or we always had re- records. Oh yeah. Or, vinyl. you know, CDs <laughs> playing. And um like my dad loved classic rock. Oh, if he was nice. working out in the garage doing stuff, the radio would be on or he'd be listening to music. Yeah. So I feel like music was just always around. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I liked playing the piano. I was good at it. I wasn't good at math or science or writing or anything, but I was good at playing the piano. Mm -hmm. Now I came from a very small town So me being like this great, what is it? Like the big fish in a small pond. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I came to Nashville and I was like, a little little different. (laughs) Everyone's like way better
0: <laughs> I, and like likes it a lot
1: more than I do. You know,
0: I kind of wonder about that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you experience this too, Jeff, but I look back, I feel like I've put in a lot of emotional work to maybe get <laughs> through this comparison. Kristen yeah. and I have talked about the comparison thing, but like I've told myself that a lot, like oh, everybody's better than I am, like right. what do I have to offer and how many times that, stopped me yeah. from ev- even going forward or putting in any more yeah. effort. And and that may have not been true. I mean, just because I can't play piano like you doesn't mean I can't play piano. It's true. Yeah. Well, not these days anyway, but <laughs> <laughs> that that part is true. But but
2: <laughs> it's my own fault. So for me, uh, I lived in Michigan for a couple of years. Okay. Uh, I lived I in St. That. Louis. And then my dad got transferred up to Michigan. Mm-hmm. So when I first moved up there... I didn't have any friends and I was the new kid. So I went to music. That's Mm -hmm. when I first fell in love with music Mm -hmm. and, uh, just fell hard and, fall in love with these bands just and they changed my life what kind of bands um it was a lot of like hard rock oh, punk. Yeah. you know I was a, a skater kid oh this uh, was right
0: in like the ska, the ska uh, I didn't really get into ska okay but like, no trumpets the, the, for you okay no, no trumpets
2: <laughs> like punk hard rock yeah. stuff like that uh, and then the first guys that I met in Michigan were mm-hmm. in a band okay and since I don't didn't play any instrument I was the guy that had just hung out with them yeah and uh, I helped them set <laughs> up drums and I remember playing uh, they played a house party once and this was my first like I'm with the band moment yeah, and yeah. like it changed my life it's oh. the dumbest story but I love it because I helped them set up for this like house party mm-hmm. and everybody was like oh do you know those guys I'm like yeah, yeah. they're just they're my, friends. my friends and like oh my god they're so good and I was like yeah they are <laughs> uh so ever since then I knew I wanted to do music and I always wanted to do artist management that's yeah. kind of what I moved to Nashville to do uh so artist management was always the dream of mine yeah since I was in grade school it's been- Oh my uh, gosh,
0: I love that, that so, you've just kind of carried that with you. And we just kind of jumped right in, but we can talk about that, what your day-to-day looks like. What do you yeah. do? Yeah. Uh,
2: well, I think kind of going back and kind of seeing like where I came from. So when I was at Belmont, I got an internship at a record label, mm-hmm. um, a country label, and the internship turned into a part-time job, mm-hmm. which turned into a full-time job. So I was the first intern there and at a startup label, and I got thrown everything. It was a smaller company. So they're like, I don't know how to do this. You do this. So I'm like, Okay. So I was like learning how to do all these things in the music industry that I had no experience doing. Right. And that's um, one of those
0: situations. Yeah. Like you don't know how to do it, but you just figure yeah. it out because you yeah. have to, because you want to keep the, that job. Exactly. Yeah. That was
2: one of the best skills I ever learned. It's like, I don't know how to do this mm-hmm. and kind of being comfortable. Uh, and I will never forget, like there was a situation where our website, the developer stopped updating it. So they're like, Hey, uh, it was actually the the owner's brother-in-law. Oh, So funny. there was a oh uh, family gosh. situation. So they're like, Hey, you need to update <laughs> this album cover i'm like i i know how to view a website that's right? about it right so i remember calling some friends in st louis i'm like hey i need to change this album cover oh my gosh. they're like oh you have this this and this i'm like i don't know what you're talking about so i had to like learn all of these things and i got pulled in the direction of like you know label and artist development and stuff like that which i didn't really i enjoyed but like that's not what i wanted to do mm-hmm. so like finally kind of coming back years years later doing what I originally came to Nashville to do has been like really, really exciting for me. So you are managing. Yes. Anna Hamilton. I am. This is just a random side note, but you can tell her I said
0: this. I love her Instagram handle.
2: I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. She you is. You can find Anna at. A.ham.sandwich. Oh, so, so good. Yeah. A.ham.sandwich, yeah. isn't, cute, isn't <laughs> it? <laughs> yeah, she's, uh, she's pretty rad. Yeah, so. that's awesome. And how long have you guys been working together? Uh, about two years now. Wow. I was a part of an organization in town called Solid. Mm-hmm. I was a part of that and met her at a Solid CMA EDU mixer and just grabbed coffee with her. Yeah. And just She's one of the coolest people ever. Uh, one and, of my favorite people, and I get to work with her every day. That's which so, is so cool. cool. It was, it's something that I've always wanted to do, and it's kind of— kind of talking back about comparison, like for Mm -hmm. the longest time, I was like, oh, I I don't have the skills needed to do this. I don't have, you know, what I need to do it. And finally, I'm like, you know what I do? Yeah. So kind of jumping into it. And it's been a great learning experience. Totally. Um, And I know I've found like my true calling. Yeah. That's so Uh, awesome. Yeah. It's been pretty cool.
1: Tell us about your day to day. I'm an office manager. I work for Steinway Piano Gallery. So I, after college, I was a personal assistant. I did a lot of like odd jobs. Mm -hmm. I worked for a musician. I worked for a music copyist. I worked in the studio some and that was all great. And sometimes I would be busy for weeks on end and then there would be nothing. I was like, um... I need some money. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Why? I mean, right? (laughs) No. And uh, my friend just got me a job at Steinway. And Mm. gosh, I've been there for almost, I think over 13 years now. wow. Yeah. I'm very loyal. That's awesome. Um, Small business, family owned company. I love it. And so even though I'm not playing music like I went to school for, Mm -hmm. I'm still in that music world where I understand it.
0: Girl, uh, yeah. I feel you people ask, like, what are you are you still singing? What are you doing now? I'm like, hmm, come see me at the nearest karaoke bar. <laughs> I will be there with bells on. But I do one of the reasons I wanted to start this this podcast is because I do feel like when I look back on my life, coming up on year forty, mm. um, I, I have a huge tie to yeah. music. I mean, it's where I my roots, where I came from. Mm-hmm. I studied it, I understand it, I love it. I still love it, even though I'm probably stuck in the nineties and that's all I listen oh, to heck these days. Yeah. But but um, I don't know. It just—it's one of the things that I'm seeing as I continue to talk to people. It's the one thing that draws us all together, mm-hmm, right? right? Like it's—it's—it's it's, it's the language that transcends language. Yeah. <clears throat> one of my favorite moments in recent memory for my birthday, Jason and I went down to Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. The first night we're there, we're walking. They have a boardwalk, like a riverfront boardwalk, mm-hmm. called the Malecon. And we hear this music. I'm like, what is going on? And there's tons of people, local yeah. people. And there's this traditional mariachi band in the in the middle. And it is packed with locals. And they are locked arms. And they are hand in hand. And they're swaying. And they're singing along. And my jaw is on the floor. I love Jason that. starts videoing it. I've, I just had this moment of like, this is such solidarity and I don't know the last time that I have seen that mm-hmm. yeah. in our displayed in our country. I don't know what words they're saying, yeah. but this is I can understand that these people are moved by what they're hearing. Mm-hmm. So it was like such an impactful moment to go, man, music can like move you. It's so powerful. Yeah. And it has the ability to like I said, trance in language, but also it can take you back. It has the ability yeah. to time travel and can take yeah, you back
2: exactly to
0: a certain place it's like in time. If you hear
2: a song and I remember exactly where I was mm-hmm. the first time I heard that, or uh, the visualization of lyrics that take you back mm-hmm. in your head. Totally. Absolutely, yeah.
0: And you remember exactly what you were wearing, yeah, exactly do, what yeah. was happening. Ugh,
2: it's like this song it. was written for me at this moment. Yes. I've never, I felt that all the time.
1: I remember we were at a Lady in a Bellum concert in St. Louis. Lady yeah. a. And I forget who it was that opened up for them. It was the first opener, but there are these... Two girls and their—I think it was their mom—and the one girl's videotaping and like they're singing and crying. Gosh, I mean, and I'm just
2: crying at a concert. I'm, I, yeah. I mean, like <laughs> I, I
1: have, have I have at. too. <laughs> I have too. But yeah, Thank just you for your like I'm
2: right?
1: <laughs> singing along. And I always go back and I think um, I love the Beatles. Yep, yep. Love the Beatles. Yes. So I watch all these documentaries, and it's kind—it's of, funny to me, but then it's not because. Like when they first came to America, and you see mm. the girls just like passing out mm-hmm. by seeing them, and just like in a like I can't I don't like hysterical
2: and you know crying. it transcends ages, yes. like yeah. Music now and music then, like it still affects people the same way. Yeah,
0: that's pretty incredible. And it, because I've I've actually had the thought before seeing those documentaries mm-hmm. where the girls are just on the front row, yeah. just tears pouring, mm-hmm. and thinking what music now does that, does that to me? Yeah. You know, and I, I I don't know. I made a
2: list. I want to hear it. (laughs) Um, so one of my favorite artists recently is his name's Dermot Kennedy. There's been so many times where his lyrics, he just, he immediately takes me to a place in life and just Mm. brings all those emotions up. Uh, and so Dermot is one of my favorite. And like, if you don't cry to Dermot, I don't want to, be your friend. I don't, want to <laughs> I be, don't know how to yeah, I don't know you know, know how to talk, talk to you. Yeah, like Anna and I had that joke where it's like, if you don't cry at Dermot, I don't want to be your friend. Yeah. Um, another one of my favorite artists recently has been Churches. Ooh, uh, they have a song called Make Them Gold. Okay. And it's just like, it takes, it talks about all these, these just bad times in life mm-hmm. and just like how you, you turn them in and make them gold. Mm. Uh, so that song just Waterworks, like, every time. Waterworks. I'm going to have to look that one up. Another one of my favorites is Maggie Rogers. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah, her song, like, Retrograde, like, when she's, like, talking about, like, sitting on the floor, like, crying out. There's been so many times when I've just been, like, on the floor, just, like, crying out because, like, of frustration, of whatever Mm -hmm. it is. And, yeah, I just absolutely love how music can just that out of you.
0: Yes. I was just talking with a friend of mine about how grateful I am for where we are in Nashville. I mean, we've got people like Anna and like all these other people that are just writing Mm -hmm. just all day long and they have the ability to bring those emotions, the things Uh, that we can't express for ourselves or we don't have the ability or we don't maybe emotionally we're not even ready to know how to talk about them, but like they somehow know yeah. exactly how to pull that out. And it just, I mean, it's so beneficial to us at that point because yeah. we need that. Um I'm really glad that you brought up Dermot because we had a, a previous conversation about, you know, when I was, when I was convincing you all to come and be <laughs> on this podcast, Um let's repeat that conversation about Dermot's song after the rain. What is it you tell Anna?
2: Um I don't actually, she she will kill me if I I tell this, but uh, (laughs) it's just a song that I think of like every day when I'm driving home, Mm -hmm. I will put that song on and it's just, it inspires me to keep, Doing what I'm doing mm-hmm. because I truly believe in her, and there's some lyrics that I just he says words that like I feel about her artist career. He just he nails it. There's a part,
0: but he says whatever happens, just keep singing. Yeah, and when so when I was talking about this podcast and you mentioned that, I was like, oh, that's it. I mean that <laughs> yeah. that
2: that literally you encompassed it. So that lyric for me mm-hmm. is it's a, a prayer for her mm. where. Whatever is going on in this world, this life, because this music industry is hard. Totally. It's really hard. It's really challenging. And breaking an artist is damn near impossible. But through all the hard times and all the good times, just don't forget to sing.
0: In other words, I mean, to me, when I hear that, it's like, keep finding the joy. Keep remembering why you came here in the first place. Exactly. Yes. And that's
2: what I've done in my career recently is Mm -hmm. remembering what I came to Nashville to do. That's right. And... It was music that got me here, mm-hmm. and it's music that got me through the hard times, mm-hmm. and it's music that's keeping me going.
0: Right. The other thing um, that came to mind when I was thinking about this, I went through a span of time where my both my grandparents passed in within six months of each other, and um, we were incredibly close, and it was the first bout of grief that I'd ever experienced, yeah. and man, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> that's a real weird emotion yeah. where you feel I actually had just— um, Last week, another friend of ours, his his grandfather passed and I was emailing his wife. She said, it's just, it's hit us in ways that we didn't even anticipate. And I just remember that time for me, of course, it stirred up this whole slew of other things, which I actually ended up being really great cool. to be able to dive into yeah. right. um, some of the things that I needed to dive into, but it felt like running in water. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that really weighed heavy on my heart at that time was, and this is how maybe you could say I sang through that time. Um, I felt the call for community on my heart. And so I took a lot of time to you know, try to figure out what does that look like? Where can I find this? when I had been I'm not even going to say attending. I was watching Crosspoint online, like in my pajamas. <laughs> ain't no shame. They ain't no shame. Yeah. You know, I'm glad they have it. So I was watching Crosspoint online. I saw that they ha- had opened up the call for small groups. They were going to do small groups. And I went on the website and I'm like, I don't even know where to begin. And then I saw Kristen's name. Now, at the time, remember, we only knew e- each other through Young, Alumni Council. Lie, yeah. And... But we were Facebook friends, which is enough for me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I sent her a message. I'm like, "What is all this about? How? What's the protocol? How do I do this? What does this look like?" So this is like first thing in the morning, like 6 a.m. It was a Wednesday morning. It was so. Wednesday yes. morning. Yes. And so I sent her this message, and while I'm waiting, I get another message back, and it's a friend that I had dinner plans with that night, and she said, oh, "Girl, I'm so sorry. My kids got the flu. Like, I just..." shouldn't meet you and get you sick. But then like seven minutes later, Kristen messages and says, well, just come try it out. We're doing it tonight. And I'm like, that's so weird that my yeah. plans got canceled right. seven minutes before you invited me to come and check this out. And I met the most amazing group of women who, and I am We're still awesome. still going. And it, I'm well, I very was telling, partial. no, seriously, where, yeah. over Christmas, I'm telling my dad about it and i'm like it's not even like i know them very well but there was some sense of community it just clicked mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we've been i
2: can understand that 100%. there's just there's just ah. been
0: a understanding that okay when we when we walk through this door there's no shame it's a complete safe space you can cry you can yell you can do whatever you need to do but you know that we're here for you yeah. mm-hmm. and that has been Ugh, such life-giving. It's like a
1: lifeline for me. Mm-hmm. And to back up on your story, I remember I had a dream. It must have been that Tuesday night. I had a dream that I had see, received an email from you for groups. Because that's how it works. You sign up, and then the group leader gets an email. So I had a dream that night that I had an email from you about joining my group. So I wake up the next morning to work out, and I get a Facebook message alert. So I check it, and it's from you. And I keep thinking, I was like, well, did you? was that a dream? That Did really I wake up in now? the middle of the night? Did that really happen? Like,
0: just so pretty cool. Isn't, isn't that cool? not so cool? It yeah. Is cool. And sometimes, I mean, I know I've, I have a lot of friends that don't believe what I believe and I love them for being my mm-hmm. friend mm-hmm. Um, in spite of that. Cause I think we do need to have, you know, Love everybody. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that was a coincidence. Yeah. Oh, I'm I know. am just really, really grateful that you would do something so small, both of you, as small as just opening your door. Mm-hmm. Because it has had a massive impact on my life. Well, I, I do
1: that. it. I do it because, I I mean, I need it. Yeah. And I've been in groups before. And that one group, um, the leader moved to a different area. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well... I could just host it at my house and I did. And um, yeah, I think this, this group, it, it is, it's just, I love, I don't have a lot of friends. I, I have a lot of friends, but I, it's the same it time. It gets longer
0: when you get older. Yes, and I it think really that does after you graduate from college, it's, it's like nobody lives next right. door to you. It exactly, We <laughs> <is. I> have <laughs> this you conversation
2: do? so often yeah. and just like trying to tell people like, when you get old, like, it's hard to have friends. Yeah, it's you just, have like, to be really intentional. Yeah. You really do.
1: Yeah, so it's that's one thing where I was just looking to have friends and looking to have friends that believed the same thing I believed, that mm-hmm. could pray for me, that mm-hmm. I could support just you. learn more from and support me. And, yeah, so I think it's great to have that, to come together, to learn more about Jesus, to learn more about our faith, to mm-hmm. hear people's different opinions and yep. our groups. I that's my favorite thing.
0: <laughs> Plus, you know, over Christmas, we watched— the Santa Claus oh movie God, and yeah. cookies. <laughs> I was cracking up because even though this is going to be airing in for context, um, airing in February, um, it's still December. And I just, I, I should have said this earlier. I'm like, pardon me if I sound confused. I'm full of cheese oh, and don't know. know what day it is. <laughs> I've <laughs> had know. so much sugar and carbs, <laughs> <and laughs> like, not a lot of vegetables. I know, I haven't like, had a vegetable in like a month. It's fine.
2: We're <laughs> at my house in uh, in St. Louis, my mom made lasagna and, Garlic bread. Garlic bread. And Kristen's like, no vegetable? I'm like.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I really just wanted a salad. the greens. Oh, my goodness. Well, speaking of airing in February, this is going to air the week before Valentine's Day. Tell me, how long have you been married? We will have been
1: married five years in March. Okay. But we've been together. We've been together for just over 15. Yeah. Gosh And just I mean So it was like Right Like junior year Right after I graduated Right after I graduated Is when we started dating And um,
2: One of my favorite stories Tell me Is um, I had a Party At my house On campus I should say (laughs) Um, And My friend Says Hey can I bring these three girls over I'm like sure They come in They're in these like Fancy dresses and one of them, Kristen's nodding. <laughs> one of them is just a nightmare. Oh. A complete nightmare. Oh, no. And I was like, dude, you got to get these girls out of my house. Like they're ruining my party.
0: Oh, no. And it's
2: uh, like a right. nightmare
0: was, how? Just loud just, just, and.
2: One was just. Ridiculous. Rude. Oh. Just rude in a bad mood. <laughs> and. It. So night happened. It was not me. Night, <laughs> night a happens. Uh, a year later, Kristen and I start dating. I'm asking her about her senior recital, and she's like, "Oh yeah, like after that, we went to some some party over on Belmont." I was like, "Wait," and she's like, "Oh, Jenny was 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 in a was in a bad mood that night," and I was like, "Wait, <laughs> the first time I met you, I kicked you out of my house."
0: And yeah, she's like, <laughs> "Yeah," I was like.
2: So now the mother of my beloved niece Scarlett. Right. The first time I met her, I kicked her out of my house.
1: Well, not and mother of uh, my well my niece, my sister was the one that was the nightmare. Yeah. It was, oh, so it was me and my two sisters. Oh, I didn't put yeah. two and two together. Yeah. It was yeah. my, no. my sister-in-law.
2: Oh, yeah, it was my me no. and my
1: two sisters and my one sister was just yeah, she was just in a bad mood. She just yeah, uh, didn't want to be there. Isn't was in a bad mood, and we that, just ended up leaving. I think she actually went home, and we may have gone out yeah. after it's that. Funny. That was
2: the first time I ever met her, and we didn't put two and two together until like yeah. two, three years later. Oh, yeah. my god! But the gosh. first time I met her, mm-hmm. I kicked her and sisters out of mouth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Long What time. has What has marriage in almost five years taught you? Oh,
1: goodness. I feel like, I feel like it's a cliche, but I think trust and honesty is— mm-hmm like super number one. Mm-hmm. You don't have, I Amin, mean, obviously honesty, number one, and then just, yeah, trusting the other person. But I feel like just having somebody there by your side, mm-hmm. and it's not because they have to be, you know, it's because they want to be just having someone that you can just be your absolute worst, your best, and just, yeah, having them support you unconditionally mm-hmm. and, just, yeah, having someone there for you.
2: Mm-hmm. For me, it's that, it's that unconditional support. She has been, sometimes I feel like she, she jokes with how much, she'll say something that's so supportive that I'm like, oh, she's got to be joking. But no, <laughs> like, that's just her. And it's, it's just this unconditional support. It's like, whatever I want to do. She's like, yeah, do it. Oh. And I'm like, seriously, like, you think that's a good idea? She's like, yeah, I think that's a good idea. I'm like, all right.
1: We're very opposite as well. So I
2: feel like oh, opposite. Opposite. opposites yeah. attract. Yeah, yeah. The exact opposite. I am
1: very much an introvert homebody. And he's like, let's go out. Let's go do something. I'm like, oh, I did something yesterday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> my quota is full. I cannot do two I've nights. I cannot
1: do something oh, no. two nights in a row.
2: <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we'll quote that. We, uh we kind of relate to is like, she brings me home Mm -hmm. and I bring her out. So if it wasn't for, there was a time when she was in Philadelphia for like a week and I literally went out every single night and just like, there was no reason for me to be home. Yeah. But like when she got home, I was like, all right, I want to hang out with her. But then like, if it wasn't for me, she would just sit at the house constantly.
0: Going back to the, um, starting with the song, like when you're facing tough times together as a couple, how do you get through that together? Um, I think, well, prayer, number one. Mm-hmm. I pray.
1: I mean, I pray for him constantly. Pray for us. I mean, yeah, I think prayer. I have faith that no matter what happens in our lives, God has control. That
0: Man, that's such a hard lesson it, learn, I mean, it is, to be able to let go.
1: And I feel like, I don't know, it's like when things go wrong, I've kind of learned to realize that, you know, I, I sometimes I just can't do anything. And if it's really not meant to be, and I've just got to accept it mm-hmm. and just trust and have faith that he knows he knows what's best. Um, I think like a saying, I don't know if it's a saying, but I just keep telling myself that God makes good out of bad situations. Just kind yeah. of like repeat
0: it over and over and over. And that's hard too. Of course, that's my hope, but I think a lot of people, especially gosh, especially with what we're seeing in the news and um, just in our current relational climate what Mm -hmm. we see on social media and again going back to how heavy the world feels right now i think there's a lot of people questioning like yeah well where is he Mm -hmm. what's happening Mm -hmm. and i would hope to think is that you know yes this may happen there may be good coming out of it we just won't see it with the world is a big place there's stuff happening everywhere that we don't see. Yeah. And so we, we don't know what the plan is, mm-hmm. but we just, I, I think, I do think that's where the hard part of faith and trust comes in. Yeah. we just got to kind of put one foot in front of the other. Totally.
1: One day and, at a time. What have you even said it before, Jeff? It's like one, like just, yeah, just when, for when things,
2: today. When, yeah. When things get really crazy, it's like, just get through like this day, get through this next week. Um, mm. Or next hour. yeah. I do. I break it
0: down
1: like that sometimes too. Yeah. Yeah. I think you have to, but yeah, I think it does go back to just trusting the other person and knowing that, I mean, he is always there for me Mm -hmm. that we have our arguments, we have our disagreements, but at the end of the day, like we're good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I've never like our marriage and our relationship, like is the thing that I'm most confident about Mm. where sometimes I feel that people, may look at it from the outside looking in where we have this like different dynamic but like I've never once like questioned anything so like that's why I'm so confident in myself Mm -hmm. and I get to there's things that like I do that I guess other people wouldn't do because she trusts me Mm and I love that it's just this unconditional trust and unconditional support that no matter what decision I make I know that she's there Mm -hmm. and she will support and hold my hand and laugh with me and cheer with me if it it goes off or cry with me if it falls apart.
0: Yeah. And who cares what other people think, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Who cares? Because they don't see what happens. Right. right? One of the very first conversations, well, I don't know. I mean, after we got engaged, I mean, it was a conversation that Jason, my husband Jason and I had, and it was like do you understand the gravity of this commitment? Because this is this is serious. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I'm not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'm not going anywhere. And like, we know that things can happen. We know it's not going to be easy, yeah. but this is a commitment. Mm-hmm. And, and it, that has been a really good foundation. That's something that I've just never, I've never had to play yeah. mental games, never had to wonder what yeah. he's thinking because, right? and that part feels really easy, mm-hmm. you know? But I mean, gosh, what a gift That's to the, be able to have that, reassurance that we're good. Yeah.
2: The <laughs> yeah, part about it is I'm like, yeah. what are you thinking? And I straight will ask her like, what yeah. are you thinking? Yeah.
0: Communication.
2: And yeah. then she'll tell me and I'm just like, that's really what you're thinking? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jason has, this, we
2: were just talking about this the other day.
0: There's this meme. He is like the king of Reddit. He loves all these memes, but... There's one, and it's like a picture of a of a guy and a girl, and they're in bed, and, and the girl is sitting there. She's got this thought bubble, and she's like, oh, man, I should have had a salad for dinner. Oh, man, um, what is he thinking? You know, maybe I should have chosen this, and said, so maybe I should have worn this instead of the— And it's, it's this long stream of consciousness in her brain, and then the guy's thought bubble was, huh— there's a fly on the wall over there. Does he <laughs> have suction cups for hands?
2: <laughs> I think that that's our we're opposite. Where we're reverse, are you really? Where those are all my thoughts.
0: That's hilarious.
2: And I'm like, what are you thinking? Thinking about what shoes I wear tomorrow for work. <laughs> Sensible shoes. I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna my be like, I'm wondering what I'm gonna have for lunch. Yeah, we could be going through this like this big ordeal, and right. I'm like stressed out. And I have all this anxiety, and I like ramble on for like a half hour. and Yes. I'm like, what are you thinking about? That sandwich that I had for lunch today. It's really good. <laughs> it's really good. It's amazing. Oh, I love Preston. Thank, thank you for that Very simple insight. person. <laughs> thank you for that wonderful insight on, on your life. <laughs> this is actually one of my favorite stories is, is very similar to that. I uh, I just got out of a therapy session and I just, after I got out, I called her and I was like, oh my gosh, it was so good. like we, I, It was a half hour conversation of me expressing my highs, my lows, like what we talked about all that. And I was like, okay. I found myself that I was having hog in the conversation. I was like, so babe, like. How's your morning going? And she says to me, "We were looking for a piano cable. We found it." <laughs> so and good. I'm like, Wait. So I just literally like went off for like a half hour. I'm just staying like my highs and lows and basically <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. my life, yeah, because that's how dramatic I am. And now she's like,
0: "All is all well. We well. Well. Yeah, were looking for a cable." We found it. That
2: was my day.
0: <laughs> so good. Well, has there been anything that you guys have wanted to talk about that we have not touched on? Gosh, I don't think so. How about you?
2: I'm sure there's something that I can talk about. Go for I'm it. Just like I'm sure now. <laughs> there's, there's always something I feel I know like you've got
0: notes, Jeff.
2: Yeah, you know, I was just been thinking about, like, when you came to us for this podcast, like, mm-hmm. all of these songs that have, like, yeah. affected my life, mm-hmm. and there's just, like, like certain lyrics of certain songs, as mm-hmm. I kind of mentioned earlier. But like, it what songs have like changed? Like, is there an exact song that like you can remember or that you love so much? So like a certain lyric from a song.
0: He's flipping it. He's asking he is. That yeah. He's question. asking you the question. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So my brain immediately goes back to kind of mid to late nineties.
2: Yeah. Because that's, that's when.
0: Well, that's I great was era. I graduated in ninety nine. So that entire year where Lilith Fair had come into yeah. play. So a lot of female artists, um, Sarah McLaughlin, Fiona Apple. Jewel, I think. T- Jewel, yeah. Tori Amos. Um, all of those female artists, I know there's more that I'm missing, but they had a huge impact on me. Lisa Loeb was one of oh, them. Yeah. She had a song called Furious Rose, and I loved, mm. I just loved that song. It, it taught me a lot about songwriting, for one, but I loved that song because, to me, the lyrics— um, The way that she wrote, I felt like the lyrics were really vague. There was a lot of symbolism, but that's what I liked Mm -hmm. about it. And that's what really influenced my writing at the time. But for that song, it felt like you're holding this grief and joy at the same time. Um, At that time, I was experiencing what I now know was a bout of depression and didn't know it at the time. I think I just kind of wrote it off as like, well, you know, artists, we feel differently. Than <laughs> other people. like We're a little weird. Um, but that came up again, my sophomore year of college, I didn't do anything about it. And so I just, um, I didn't start seeking help or like a third party to kind of bounce ideas off of until that time where my grandparents had both passed mm-hmm. and was, yeah. I, it just, it just became, um consuming yeah you know i i think back to i saw this picture probably on facebook or something about this girl that had she has a problem she's holding it in her hand as like a little seed mm-hmm. right and she's like oh this will fix it and she buries it well years that's later it. the seed grows into a mm-hmm. tree and it's like back to bite her so i think about that too i'm like Love that. all the stuff yeah, that has great. just you've just buried yeah. it and and wouldn't as painful as it is, as dark as it can be, as lonely as that season can be, man, it's just better just feel it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just sit in it, mm-hmm. get through it. That's what
2: I love that.
0: This the starting with a song really hit me. Um I'll even say this because we've talked about this as well. If you know me, you know I love Annie Downs. Oh, I love yes. her. Love me some Annie. Annie, if she, you're listening, you can always join our group. <laughs> if, you, if you're listening, join us Wednesday night, Please, 630. Wednesday. <laughs> I'm not going to say the address, but you can contact me. You can contact me, yeah. Um, she put out a book. I've read all her books, but she put out a book called Looking for Lovely and then did a study associated with that. And at first I was like, what I got out of Looking for Lovely, she had experienced some body image issues as well, which I can identify with. So I didn't really know what to expect with the study. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I loved when she broke it down, there was the section on singing, music. And um, she did one section on Miriam, uh, Moses's sister. from the Old Testament, and Mary, mother of Jesus. What really stuck out to me in both of these women's stories was they were in two totally separate situations, but both were facing the unknown. And in the face of the unknown, where they didn't know what was going to be happening, they were not strangled by fear. They sang a song. And I thought, man... That is powerful. What if we could adjust the postures of our lives to not be paralyzed by fear? And that's a big one for yeah, me. right. To not be paralyzed by fear and instead just praise. Yeah. And sing. And how do we, what does and that I actually think, like tangibly look like in a day to day? But man, that, ju- I mean, that jumped out to me in a big, big, and big way. And I think it's,
1: I think if you hold on to Anger, fear, resentment, all of those kind of like bad Mm -hmm. feelings. It just takes up so much space. Oh, totally. And I think if you learn to, and I mean, I'm not saying I'm perfect at this. If you learn to kind of just let go Mm -hmm. and look to God, look to the good things, look to, you know, everything else around you. It's just, it's easier and it's lighter and Mm -hmm. it's, yeah, it's.
0: I think that feels really tough for Mm -hmm. me. That feels like a tough lesson. One of the things my mom keeps reminding me of, she's walking through a tough time right now um, dealing with breast cancer, and we're in the middle of waiting, not knowing what those Mm, test results are going to be looking like, not knowing if we're going to be doing chemo or radiation. Um, And I talked to her when I was at home for Christmas, and she said, I just keep having, you know, people keep coming up to me saying, Oh, I know the waiting must be so hard. And I had admitted to her. I'm like, Mom, I'm struggling with mm-hmm. fear right now. Yeah. Because my brain is going to worst case scenario and I don't want to lose you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I'm worried about my dad, too, yeah. you know. So there's that whole thing. And I'm not there. Yeah. You know, I'm i a stayed That's away. Hard. Yeah. So it's tough to not, not that I could do anything. Except be there. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, she's completely self-sufficient. She's like the Energizer Bunny. I can't get her sit <laughs> still. But she said, I keep having these people say to me, the waiting must be so hard. I'm so sorry. And she goes, hmm, I haven't felt that. I feel an intense peace. Oh, I, I keep that. praying for peace and peace is here. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, what a discipline. That's the goal. I think if we
1: all had that. Yeah, I, well, obviously, I think our lives would be so much joyous
0: oh and that that is interesting that you say that because you walk into her house she has joy everywhere that's her middle name oh wow that was my grandmother's middle name um and so that's a big 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 thing so yeah you're right
2: i believe that you uh, one of my favorite quotes is is like watch your thoughts they become words watch your words they become actions watch your actions they become habit watch your habit they become your destiny i know i'm Mm. Uh, saying it wrong but that's kind of the idea is mm-hmm. it all starts with your first thought right if it's you know a positive thought and it's like you know what like this sucks but you're just gonna keep going and keep powering through mm-hmm. That that's what I love is just like that first thought like what your mom was saying like, just I, I feel at peace mm-hmm. if you keep saying I'm at peace I'm at peace I'm at peace you're gonna believe it yeah And that's what I believe is just you keep saying it's like you're gonna do this you're gonna positive do this mindset. you're gonna do this yeah, yeah. keep that positive mindset yeah. mm.
0: that's good Getting heavy over here. Okay, <laughs> I got a tough question for you. Love it, bring but it. But I gave it to you beforehand, so I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah. If not, we can we can stop. We can we can do whatever we need to do. Because the show is called "Starting with a Song," what's your signature song?
1: I think I have to go with. Uh it's Whitney Houston. I want to dance with somebody. Hey, okay. You know, like weddings, if they ever ask you to like write in a song yeah. you want to hear. I yeah. just that song just kind of lifts me up. It's upbeat. I it's love it. Fun. The 80s. It just reminds me of a good of like good times. Yeah. That one, I feel like I actually have a couple. That's
0: okay. Same
1: signature song. Um, I was at the gym the other day and this song came on my pod or my uh my mix. By the way, if you ever want a good mix, Jeff's your guy. Okay, good to good know. Mix, yeah. yeah, loves see? making mix mixes. Um, I love it. It's there's two. It's Bruno Mars. Mm. Um, locked out of heaven.
0: Man, what a talent!
1: Oh man, guy. go see Bruno Mars in concert if you ever can. Yeah. <sighs> he is phenomenal. Okay, but yeah, locked out of heaven. I just I noticed myself kind of like singing and dancing.
2: What's the song that we always we have the choreography to the Bruno Mars uh, oh, Runaway,
1: Runaway Baby Runaway Baby Yeah Runaway Baby Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love the two yeah. choreography? Yeah. She'd see us in the car. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and then um, Robin, uh, there's a Robin song. Shoot, we're talking like from the '90s. Robin R O B Y N Yeah. Uh, Dancing on My Own. Okay. Yeah, yeah, That's also, it's, we heard that in a movie and I can't remember what the movie was, but I remember after I heard it, I was like, um, I love that song. It's just, it's got a good beat. It's fun. Nice. Those songs, they're just, they're
0: super upbeat. They make me happy. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm switching things up for you, Jeff. Okay. The last question that I will ask you is what are the top three-ish songs? You can tell me more if you want. That would be on the soundtrack of your life.
2: That changes with the weather. Right. Um, It's hard. Music is my life. Mm -hmm. I absolutely, absolutely love music. And it it changes every day. It changes by what mood I'm in, what I'm doing, Mm -hmm. all of that. So if I'm going to the gym, I want something hype. I mm-hmm. want something, some like some hip hop, or if I have a meeting that I need to get pumped up for, I'll put on some, uh, some Jay-Z or some old school hip hop. Or when I'm at the gym, Fade it's going to black,
0: man. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's gonna
2: be some, some like hard rock or some heavy metal. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm at the beach, it's going to be just some like chill music. It yep. all depends on what's going on in my yeah. life. So I can't even answer that because it's just, it's so all over the place. Yeah. Um, but certain times and certain moments in my life, it's, it's this one song that I will play on repeat and repeat and repeat and then kind of I'll grow out of that and then it's something else. So there's not one certain... Song, I would say it's more artist at that time of my life. Okay. Uh, So currently it's a lot of Maggie Rogers. Absolutely in love with her. She's so talented. Her brand, her vibe is just, it's perfect. And I love everything. Uh, Back to Dermot Kennedy. Like what he, he has done on this last record is it's really good. So that's, it's been a lot of that. Uh, but over history, some of my favorite bands were like one of my favorite punk bands is rise against. Mm. Uh, and there was a time in my life where I was trying to figure some things out and life was hard Mm -hmm. and I didn't know where I was supposed to be. I felt like I was floating through life and uh, I was out in California visiting my cousin and I woke up, I couldn't sleep one night and I woke up and watched the sunrise and this one rise Mm -hmm. Against song, um, just changed my life where I've heard it a thousand times. But the one time that one time, the one time I heard it when the sun rising, it just, the lyrics clicked. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's called the rumors of my demise. Uh, That's one song that just, that will always be a part of my heart. Um, so yeah, it's just, it just changes. Like I always joke that I'm the only person in history to go from like a kill switch engage song to Taylor <laughs> Swift yes. to some electro punk. You with, have like uh, run, electro- D- run DMC, run DMC, run DMC Eminem. to Eminem Man. to the Beatles. We are
0: going to have to exchange some playlists. I know we talked about mixtapes earlier, but that's like the next. Uh, yeah. Thing. I used so, to make yes. her sisters.
2: Uh, I used to burn CDs for them and, yeah. uh, So it would be
1: like yearly. There's, you know, like a 2012. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: What have been some of your favorite concerts that you've been to?
0: Oh, man. That's a good question. Again. Um, (laughs) I know. Flipping the tables. Um, uh, I've got two that come to mind right away. The first is Fiona Apple. I saw her at the Ryman. I was in the second row. And it was like a therapy session. I walked mm-hmm. out of there. This was right after when the Pond came out. So it was right um, right after college, 2004, 2005-ish, something like that. But it was incredible. She's crazy, yeah. but she's mad <laughs> <Yeah>. talented. <clears throat> the second one I can think of was at Cannery Ballroom, and it was Adele before <gasps> I she was got there. Grammy. Her- I was there. That is one of the ones I say. Oh, my gosh. That was wild. And I'll tell you what my favorite one was. She does a cover of the Raconteur's Many Shades of Black. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm. Tell her that story.
0: So my friend called me
1: and was like, hey, my other friend has tickets to Adele tonight. Her other friends couldn't go. Do you want to come? You know, they're free. And I was like, "Mm, sure, why not? (laughs) And you're right. This was right after 19 came out. yeah. And, Did I um, know who she was? I mean, I well, knew who she was because I knew—is it Chasing Pavement or
0: uh, Yes? Um, chasing. Yeah, I'm trying I think, think so. what her first single was. Um, I think that cannot right. remember, but I, I should note. I even though your tickets were free, my tickets were like—I mean, yeah. twelve bucks. Again, we're talking
1: cannery, ball. It's scenery. yeah. I mean, it's yeah. not a big venue, and she showed up
0: in like. <laughs> she had like like a sweater, right? It was just like black leggings, and, like, and yeah. yeah, she was. I mean, this is like. Pre-Grammy. Oh, Oh, yeah. And she had on fake eyelashes, but I remember she tore them off in the middle of the show because she was (laughs) like, I'm done with this. And her hair was just, I mean, it looked like a rat's nest. I didn't care. And she had like a shawl over her. Yeah, it was like a shawl. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's one of my
1: favorites because, I mean, I knew who she was and I was just like, yeah, I'll go. And- Mm -hmm. Went and then um, she blew up. Oh my gosh!
0: I mean, blew up. Do you still have your
2: concert ticket for that? No, I don't either.
0: Really? I'm really bad at keeping stuff
2: like that. All of my concert tickets. Do you really? I have a photo album full of every single concert I've ever been to. Oh
1: my god! We're talking like back in like the '90s. He still has all
2: of those tickets.
1: Gosh! Yeah.
2: So yeah. seeing uh, one of my, another one of my favorite bands is Tool. Like oh, seeing really? Tool, like after they released a CD that I was just in love with. Uh, I remember I saw them on September 10th, 2001. Oh, wow. In Chicago. And like that show was just mind blowing. How do you feel about their new album? I honestly have not listened to it. <gasps>
0: no, I've got hero. some friends. I'm a
2: terrible that fan That are
0: big, big, big fans. Yeah. And it was like the the album actually it was right around your birthday because his birthday he was playing the album yeah. like for his birthday party That's oh my like gosh what I did. love that yeah <laughs> y'all I'm grateful for you this has been fun I'm, I'm, so, glad I'm so, yes. so glad we're friends so glad we're friends and so glad you guys could do this on a rainy day come out mm-hmm. and
2: thank you so much for having us
0: I know <laughs> thank you for being here of course thanks Amanda Amanda Y'all, I am so glad you got to meet Jeff and Kristen. I'm reminded of Brene Brown's book, Daring Greatly. In it, she defines vulnerability as uncertainty, risk, and emotional exposure. She goes on to say that it's also the birthplace of love, belonging, joy, courage, empathy, and creativity. I am so grateful for friends like the Haney's who can share their vulnerability with me. Thanks again for spending some time with us today. You make today better. If you liked what you heard, you can connect with me on Instagram at Artistic Amanda. And you can also subscribe to Starting With a Song on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. I think that's it for me today, friends. We'll see you back here in two weeks for episode four on February 19th.